0: it is. Hi-ya, hi-ya, hi-ya. Hi-ya, hi-ya,
1: I wanna walk the walk on every street. I wanna out with the world my Hit every discotheque and ask it yeah.
0: to his right he can put skulls in but he's going his own way michael owen well the boy wonder has produced a goal that will be shown over and over again in world cup
1: history From obsc-
0: It is off the podium, an Olympics podcast, still in the mode of a World Cup podcast because we are back for our week three review of Qatar 2022, the FIFA World Cup, the FIFA Men's World Cup that is happening right now. And there is plenty to talk about. All of our favorite countries are out. So get on board the Morocco train. Choo-choo Morocco on the Casablanca Express. Because bugger the other seven countries, who cares about them? Go Morocco! Uh, That's at least where I'm going from today. Uh, My name is Ben and I am so excited to be joined by Canada's former number one football fan because now that they're out, he's back to hockey. It's Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back.
1: Oh yeah, I had uh, great uh, disappointment sitting there refreshing my screen, seeing Canada lose and then lose more uh, throughout the course of Friday morning. It's a Thursday morning, whatever it was last week.
0: It was a week ago, wasn't it? Yes. Um, clearly, uh, you have recovered, though, because you were here. You got COVID, but... Um,
1: I did. I got COVID from Canada. Thanks, Canada.
0: For the third time. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, Collins had COVID more often than Canada scored goals in the World Cup this year. So, uh, that's yes. true. <laughs> you only got two and goals. Now even,
1: <laughs> even with the amount of children I have, I get one more and COVID could be my new children. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Uh, Jared not with us today. Uh, he's still crying over the Socceroos, uh tight exit to Argentina. So we're giving him the week off, basically. But a lot's happened since we last recorded. Um, obviously, we're going to look at the quarterfinals. We've had an entire knockout round. We've had an entire knockout of Germany again. <laughs> <laughs> Canada had their final game. Look, I, I didn't get up to watch it. It was 2 a.m. for me, and I was more focused on seeing Germany choke a few hours later. We'll talk about that. But saw the highlights and... Uh, Obviously, I think now, no mean feat to losing to Morocco. Um, they're they're the, the country we all want to win right now. But 2-1 to Morocco. What was, what was Canada's thoughts on that? You got an own goal. Uh, your goalie fucked up big time to let a goal in. Um, everyone thought that Matt Ryan fucked up for the Socceroos. Well, look, look at the Canada game, people. Um, I mean, being Canadian, though, I can't imagine that you're all like, oh, pitchforks, eh, yeah, stab this guy. You're probably like, oh, well, he tried, eh. Like, <laughs> like what was the reaction?
1: I, I, I really don't know other than there's been a lot of stories about, you know, uh, where is Canada going to be in another four years? You know, are we going back? Uh, yeah. I'm maybe, i I thought that this I time. said it last week. Like, come on. I <laughs> <laughs> think you said it at the start of this world cup. Um, but uh, yeah, it basically, once the game was over, it was like yeah oh, world cup, cup, top, talk tup, tup, tup. <laughs> yep. COVID also makes you trip. World cup, your tup, 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 tup. world cup talk kind of just ended. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, I mean, I I think this is very different from like Australia where it's probably like calling for people's heads. Um, it was barely even a talking point here. The only thing I did notice was, uh, I went to Walmart the day after and I saw that they were selling like the, the, the Canadian world cup shirts, not like full Jersey, but shirt. And it previously had been like 25 bucks and it was discounted to like sixteen ninety five. And I actually had one in my cart for a while before I'm like, maybe four years before I wear this. Maybe I'll just hold ah, on. Oh, the
0: Women's World Cup next year, Colin? Come on. Um, well, I-, I mean, it was
1: very striped too. I mean, ah. I didn't want to look like like I don't know Popeye the Sailor man
0: or <laughs> yeah <laughs> well the good news I'll say is that I got news this week my uh Canada proper jersey has finally shipped I get it next <laughs> oh. week
1: <laughs> so. and and I had I had 20 26 down for when it was gonna arrive <laughs> I, I'm wearing You're know just U- gonna dump it in your bushes and you're never gonna see exactly, it. exactly I
0: know exactly that I'm wearing my USA one today uh, they they got done but next episode I will wear my proper Canada jersey that I finally got um <laughs> Yeah, I think the the social media stuff I've seen, like I saw Alfonso Davies post a really nice post. And again, it's just from the outside in, it seems nothing but complimentary that Canada have had of what they've done at this World Cup. And, you know, sadly, you're going to look back at this World Cup in 20 years time and go, oh, well, they didn't do very well. They lost all three games and only scored two goals. But like, again, I reiterate that I think that Canada didn't play terrible. They are not the worst side of this World Cup. Uh, Absolutely not. And... You know, maybe they didn't go as close to making it out of the group as I said, some other people thought. But I think, I mean, again, look at what they did against Belgium. They did okay against Morocco. Yeah, Croatia was a bit of an anomaly. But, uh, I mean, Australia was exactly the same. We sucked against France and won the other two games. So, like, either way, those other games could have easily gone a certain way. You should have beaten Belgium. I mean, you and I right now could beat Belgium yeah. with how they played. Um, So, yeah, but, like, as I have kept saying, there's something there and I'm I'm saying it. I'm purely saying it out of, of, of honesty from the heart, Colin, that you will be quarter finalists in four years' time in your home world cup.
1: Yeah, I mean, things progress very quickly once you get a country that really gets on board. I mean, that's sort of what happened with the, the women's soccer here in Canada. It took no time at all. See, in, in terms of like sports, like world sports goes, you know, four years is not very long, you know, no. eight years to go from surprise bronze medalist in the Olympics to gold medalists. I mean, that's really nothing. Um, I I I do have, as I said, a funny story about watching both that game and the Germany game, which we'll talk about in a second. I'll, I'll get to the the... The Germany game in a second because I actually want to ask you a question. Now, I basically I had to go out of town uh for work on that day, and my boss and I were basically driving to the metropolis of Brandon, Manitoba, which oh, is about two and a half hours.
0: city of the World <laughs> Cup in twenty twenty
1: six. It will be yeah. <laughs> if Flint Flawn passes that is, but uh uh he's like a huge soccer fan, so I was just refreshing the score. And when Canada got the goal, he's like, "Who scored?" And I named the name. He's like, "I have no idea who that is." And afterwards, he's like. So I realized why I didn't know who that was. It was a player for the other the team. Goal. Yeah. Yeah. The Moroccan
0: scored your goal. Yes.
1: Yeah. Which, I mean, I I, I I did see a clip afterwards, but I'm like, well, it's, it's still something. Equal equal uh, but-
0: highest goal scorer for Canada at the World Cup alongside Alfonso <laughs> <Yes>. Davies. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's Moroccan superstar, Naif Aguad. Uh, <laughs> he's a Canadian hero. Street prank.
1: They're battling it out for captain next time. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I think when you see, particularly with Croatia and Morocco, how well they've done, it makes it a little bit easier to take now.
0: Uh, yeah, and I think like you've, I, like, one thing I've always appreciated about you is that you've always said, like in the in the hockey, if the Leafs get done, well, sorry, when the Leafs get done, every Stanley Cup <laughs> yeah. playoffs, you generally go for the team that beats you guys. Um yeah, exactly. I'm a bit of bitch. I still hate Italy <laughs> in soccer. 16 years later, I don't hate Argentina. We'll get to that, but. I, I hold grudges. I don't like the Tampa Bay yeah. Lightning because of 2004. The whole, like, <laughs> the whole reason I love
1: the Tampa Bay Lightning is because they beat one of my teams, the Flames, and the whole reason you hate the Tampa Bay Lightning is because they beat one of your teams, the Flames. Yeah,
0: no. So, but I, I respect that about you. But no, you're right. Like, I mean, both both teams from your group are now in the quarterfinals. Um, And had you said that at the beginning of the tournament, you would have been like, oh, Croatia and Belgium have made it out of the, you know, to the quarterfinals. <laughs> but obviously, Belgium, uh, big shock with that one. But I think um, I had a funny conversation in the office where we were talking about Canada and the the guy he's from England. Uh, so he's like he's like oh so well, how did how did Canada actually do in the qualifying? Did they just sneak through? Did they? And I'm literally like no, like they they topped the group, like they were undefeated for like 13 games out of the 16, and they beat the USA and like told them I'm sorry, and he was like oh. Okay then, like that's great. Like, oh, I just thought they were just there making up the numbers. So, Like again, yeah. that, that level of I think knowledge in Australia of Canada even being in the World Cup was just like, you know, oh, they're there. <laughs> like, yeah. so it's kind of I, I we're I clearly think we're the only podcast in this country that has talked about Canada this much, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I know we're co-Canadian Australian. You're probably the only co-Canadian podcast talking about Australia this much, but um, I, I, I'm proud that we can be that podcast because. I I loved seeing it. Like I, I loved seeing mm-hmm. Canada at the World Cup. It was it was so exciting to see it. And as I keep saying, it was so exciting to see you guys make it. It wasn't just an automatic host spot in four years' time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean that I think that's the exciting thing, is that in four years there will be a bit of an advantage. I mean, that I guess that, that's that's another question i have. is it gonna be that much of an advantage when is it considered home soil if you're playing in the United States or in Mexico? Well, I mean, how, how, what are the odds that we're actually going to have Canada play in Canada? Well
0: it, well, it should happen because, I mean, look, in all fairness, it has, FIFA hasn't officially confirmed that all three of you will get an automatic spot, but it's, it's, you should because they're increasing mm. the teams to 48. So there's 16 more countries in the next World Cup. Um, Canada, you've only got 10 games. You and Mexico only get 10 games. America get the rest. But the way it looks to be structured is that, we will have one less group stage game. So now each team plays three games, but for the next World Cup, it looks like a group will fit three teams rather than four. So then you would assume you would get your two games. Like if if they, they would be stupid if they're all of a sudden like Canada's two group games are going to be played in uh, Philadelphia (laughs) and Los Angeles. (laughs)
1: Like
0: Come on, like uh, the the organising committee of the, you know, United bid in 2026, I think are quite smart. So um, really, and really how they structure, like I know back for 2002, the only time we've had a World Cup with two countries, that was Japan and Korea, they structured the draw so that if Japan or Korea made it out of the groups, those knockout rounds would be played in their country. So we're seeing that with the Mm -hmm. Women's World Cup next year. So if New Zealand make it out of the groups, their knockout games will be played in New Zealand, Australia, same here. So to answer your question, they would structure it to the point where I think from what I was reading, you, Canada will say get, you know, a certain amount of group stage games, then you might get like two round of 32 games It will be then like a, a round of 16 game and maybe one quarterfinal. But they would, they would structure that so that if Canada make it out of the group, they will host it. So mm. you won't play in America unless you make <laughs> the final or the semi-final. basically.
1: And just seeing like the Canadian fans that turned out in Qatar of all places mm. for this World Cup makes me excited about what will happen when we're playing on home soil. I mean, when we get to Morocco, I mean, the, the Moroccan fans <laughs> yeah. basically had taken over. And again, that just makes me more excited to see what will happen once we actually have it in a few years. And
0: you have that for... A world cup where say regionally like usa 94 and again i always like this fact that usa 94 is the most attended world cup in history i don't think people realize that but america they showed up to those yeah. and people oh, we don't like soccer in america look at the the numbers of the world cup in 94 americans like soccer but, like, you got a lot of Mexicans would jump the border, to, well, legally, of course, uh, to see... <laughs> All, <them>. legally. <laughs> All legally. All <laughs> legally. There that's was what, no wall. That's what they're known for. Um, but, like, you know, to watch it. And you have regionally, and that's why you've got the Moroccans, the Tunisians, the Saudis, like, there's so many people there because it's in that region. So, um, whereas, like, what, four years ago in Russia... They weren't. Just they just didn't let him in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All no, the fans were doped up anyways. You, you must
0: not, unless we unless we bring you. We cross border and invade and bring you to our country. <laughs> um, but,
1: just uh, b- before we move on from Canada, um, I don't know if you plan to bring this up, but the whole fine for Croatia now. I was going to bring the it Canadian up. Goalie. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, which I mean, well, how's that news being uh, in in Canada? Because I was reading about your goalie and the story about him sort of fleeing the war in the nineties and why. Mm. I think we, we did touch on it briefly last week about the abuse he was getting, but um, yeah, I, I don't know what the news has been like in Canada with that. Cause I, I was reading a bit about that yesterday.
1: No, I mean, it's, it's definitely making headlines here. Um, now my question is Croatia or, or I guess the organization is fine because of the fans, is this something where it's sort of like Trump with like the, the the capital thing back in January, it's like, well, you didn't lead it, but you definitely incited or encouraged it. Is that kind of why the organization is being fine for what the fans did?
0: It's, it's a common thing. I think in, in football that, um, you know, a lot of clubs will have hooligans or like riots and things like that instead of the country. So it's, it generally does fall on the club. Um, Australia, like, we maybe just have an issue with flares, you're not allowed to bring flares in, so clubs who will get fined because of their fans. But there, there's been instances in European countries where fans have like, you know, like they've said horrible racist things to people. So the, the punishment is the next game, you're not allowed to have fans like they ban them. So you lose like your ticket, ticket intake from that. So yeah, I mean, like obviously Croatia can turn around and be like, Hey fans, don't say naughty things against that yeah. guy that we don't like. Like it's sport people are going to be abusive and say stuff like that. Like there's a line obviously, but there's only so much you can do, but who else are you going to find? Like, I mean, you're not going to be able to find those fans. Like, I mean, some, I mean, I don't know how they do it in Canada, but a lot of the time here in Australia, like, they find the fans and they kick them and they ban them from the venue for life. Like we had a, mm-hmm. a Jack jumpers game recently. <laughs> uh, and it was in Launceston, of course it wasn't in Hobart. Those rebels up the North, but he's through like we get, um, you go to games, you get these like hand clapper things that make noises. Oh uh, yeah, we got those. And um, so like, we were playing the New Zealand team. The New Zealand team were beating us and a guy in the crowd threw a hand clapper at one of the New Zealand <laughs> players and it hit him. So he's banned for life from seeing Jack jumpers games. So, but
1: it's better than a flare. I, I'm yeah. fascinated by this flares thing. Like I just, I want this to be like involved in show jumping, you know, during <laughs> the dressage, you got flares getting shot at the horses or, or during the, the artistic gymnastics or something, your trampoline. They're,
0: they're, they're more like the Jurassic park ones, like, you know, waving it at like the stick oh, okay. ones, no, like not like the gun flares. one. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, it's, I'd like to see that. Uh, but guns are illegal <laughs> in Australia basically. No, they're like, they're, they're more like the Alan Grant, like in hey, freeze, like yeah. flares. Um, but and I always never know how they get them into the ground because like you know mm. you searched as you go in, so I don't know where they're putting those flares, and I don't want to know where they're putting those flares when they get <laughs> them into the game. But yeah, to answer your question, I think it is a common thing, and I like for people don't know what we're talking about. So is that Milan Borjan? Is that how you say his name, Milan Boran. Sure, <laughs> um, the Canadian goalkeeper. That yeah, a lot of Croatian fans were chanting sort of offensive phrases at him because mm. Buran left, he's a, ethnically from Serbia, left the country um, during the war in the 90s. And basically they were chanting lines at him, which, Implied about him being a, a wuss or something that was offensive mm. in like it's a politically a complex situation in that part of the world that I don't know the ins and outs of. So Do you I think, I, <laughs> but at the end of the day, uh, even I think um, Boyan came out and was just sort of like, well, "This is childish." Like, what can you expect? And yeah, this was also I will say the country that basically. Told Canada to go fuck themselves after the game, after your coach <laughs> told them that we're going to fuck you up. So, uh, Christ, you're Canada now, big rivals in, um, in men's soccer. Oh, it's going to be heated. Let's <laughs> <laughs> put them on, put them on the ice, Colin. You just be like,
1: we'll <laughs> <laughs> hey. where we could take them.
0: <laughs> you only beat us 4 1 in, in soccer, we'll boot you 10 1 in hockey. Like, fuck you. <laughs> um, there was something else I was going to mention about Canada, but I cannot remember it. it mustn't be that important. So, um, Yes, but you can get back to your real sport of hockey now that the World Cup. Are, are you gonna like, like obviously you're doing this show, so I'm sure you're gonna pay attention. But like, the World Cup final for you will be on at like what nine in the morning, I think, if I'm yeah. doing my calculations correct. So, are you gonna still like? Do you think also Canada will give a shit about the final in in literally like two weeks time? Oh yeah, or right. a week's time actually. What am I talking about? It's a week away.
1: Yeah, because you know I I was seeing that CTV was still covering the games like on the weekend and everything but they were covering the games on our network and not just the cable sports network, which TSN has the majority of the game. TSN has all of them, but CTV for the Canadian ones was carrying it. Even after Canada was gone, it was a Friday and Saturday and Sunday, they were still carrying it on CTV. So I'm anticipating it's going to be, now what what, what day and what time is it on?
0: Uh, so for you, it will be on a Sunday, no, not this Sunday, but the Sunday after at 9am, if my calculations oh, yeah. in my head are correct
1: yeah, I'm just curious to see what the ratings are like because I think that is what will judge how big the sport is here because outside of you know, the women in the Olympics back in Tokyo and now the the Canadian games uh, during this World Cup, it's not like soccer was ever like highly highly rated. So when the ratings come out, if they're like, yeah, you know, even one point five million people watch, well, that's you know a quarter of who were watching Canada, but it's still probably double <laughs> what it would have watched the past World Cup. The
0: one thing I'll say too, just quickly on Canada, before we move on, and and I, like like obviously you you hear you talk about the World Cup, and and we've talked about your background with with soccer, but I think one thing that keep an eye on for next year is obviously the Women's World Cup for sure, but like the you every confederation has a regional championship, so obviously mm. people probably know the UEFA's, you know the Euros, they're, they're sort of the big one outside the World Cup for the European nations, but the CONCACAF version, the North American version, is called the Gold Cup. And it is on next year, so it's uh, it being held in the States again, if I'm not mistaken. So um, Canada made the semis last year. You famously won the Gold Cup for your only ever history, time in history back in the year 2000. Um, I will correct myself. You did win it in 1985 as well. But, um, yeah, so I, I, I like paying attention to the Gold Cup. So next year, Colin, get get behind the, the regional championship, beat the big rivals of not only USA and Mexico, but Costa Rica, Jamaica. <laughs> Uh, you know, St. Tome and Principe. <laughs> but actually, I think they invite. Like, I think um, your confederation invite countries. So, like, I think like Qatar mm. gets invited sometimes, or like oh. <laughs> Australia got invited to go in the South American one because of. But we got pulled out because of COVID. But um,
1: they have got to extend the invitation to Croatia now. Like, this is the perfect setup.
0: K- Qatar has been invited next year, so there you go. <laughs> um, and they made the semis. They were invited last year. They Just keep inviting Qatar. But yeah, and the Australia like Asia Cup, I think, is. Uh, in Qatar again. It's either next year or the year after. But anyway, um, before I talk about Australia, I just want to get Germany out of the way because, like, I'll be honest with you, like, not overly disappointed that Australia got eliminated because we made it and we put in a good show. So, like, that was there. Germany, what the fuck? Like, uh, (laughs) in the history of the World Cup, Germany had never been eliminated in the group stage prior to 2018. Now we've gone out two times in a row. Um, which is just –
1: You're the new Maple Leafs. We
0: are. Like, we won in 2014 and we haven't been out of the group stage since. <laughs> Having said that, happened to Italy as well since 2006, but they just can't even fucking qualify, so suck at Italy. But, um, yeah, like, the thing that was – like, I don't know if you how you were paying attention to that because what was amazing about how all that played out was Germany got an early goal, Spain got an early goal. So, at that point, cruising. Germany was through, yeah. Spain was through. Then Japan, after the after halftime, equalized. So then it was a bit like, okay, this is a bit nerve-wracking, but Germany would still go through as long as Japan don't beat Spain. Japan then get another goal, which I'm saying right now, shouldn't have been a goal, balls out, but whatever, moved on. And then from that point, it was like, oh, fuck, to which then Costa Rica all of a sudden decided to play some football. So then they equalized, it was one-all, then Costa Rica took the lead at 2-1. So at that point, the group of deaths, featuring two of the best sides in the world, Spain and Germany, looked like Japan and Costa Rica were going through. And at that point, I'm like, if Germany are getting eliminated, fuck Spain, go Costa Rica. So for a good five minutes there, I'm going, go Costa Rica, beat Germany. (laughs) (laughs) But then Germany, you know, ended up winning 4-2, which fun fact is exactly the same scoreline these two countries had back in the 2006 World Cup. But... Spain just couldn't win it. Spain couldn't get that extra goal to equalize. It would send Germany through and out Germany go on a four, two win. And I mean, I'm happy Japan made it through, but like fucking hell two in a row as a German fan. I I don't know what to say.
1: Yeah. So um, we had drove out to Brandon and basically around, I think literally at the exact same time that the game was starting, we came back and, my boss had give me the heads up. He goes, okay, I'll drive on the way out there. And then on the way back, you can drive and I'll watch the Germany game. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So I'm literally driving the whole, I'm only hearing it. I don't see any of it, but he's got it playing the whole time. And he's watching everyone's like, yes. And I'm like, Oh, what happened? Oh, Germany scored, whatever. Uh, and uh, as the game was progressing, suddenly he's like, my phone's only on 40% battery. It didn't last. <laughs> and he's like, turning everything off. He can, he's trying to make this thing stretch. And he's like, down to 20% and I basically told him like your phone dies just use my phone no no that's fine and then it got to the point where he started talking all this stuff which completely over my head is like yeah so if if Spain wins and then blah blah basically everything you just ran through all these scenarios but what it would take so he starts switching over to the other game at one point yeah and then all of a sudden he's like my phone is down to 12% and he goes I'm just texting my brother, tell me if anything big happens. <laughs> He's basically getting live updates. He was so invested in it. Uh, needless to say, he wasn't necessarily in the best mood at the end of that afternoon.
0: <laughs> I think the, the the one thing that rubbed salt into the wounds a little bit, which is why when we talk about England, you know I'm very anti-England, but like to then have our group chat of all our English people at work relishing in Germany getting done. Oh, how great it is to see Germany get eliminated because like they're massive rivals. I get it. But like, it's just like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck
1: you. All goes back to world war two. Exactly. (laughs) But then like, look, look, Japan and Germany
0: played each other this world cup and they were fine. Like, I (laughs) I know they were kind of working together back then, but like, whatever, they're still allies. But, um, I think the thing, like it's disappointing. Of course it is. But it's that weird level of like, and I'm not doing this to be a dick, but bear with me. Like, I know the Leafs haven't won in a long time, so I know whenever they get eliminated, it's hard. But, like, hypothetically, the Leafs win the Stanley Cup this year and then you get eliminated in the first round next year. It's not going to be as painful as it was yeah. the year before. So, like, four years ago, it was it sucked, but I was like, oh, we won it four years ago. I'm okay. This year, I'm weirdly like, oh, fuck again, but I still <laughs> saw them win a World Cup eight years ago. I'm weirdly okay. Like, it's kind yeah. of that level of, like, as much as I shit on the English fans, I can see why they get so like whatever because they haven't won it since 66. So that's why they are how they are. Pretty much every supporter that I know who's from England has not seen them win a World Cup in their lifetime. I'm not even fucking German, but I still at (laughs) least have seen my favourite team win a World Cup in my lifetime, two in my lifetime. They won it in 1990 as a three-year-old. I remember it clearly. But my point is I'm disappointed. I'm upset. But at the end of the day, it is not as upsetting as it could have been.
1: Yes. Now, now you know how it feels. Now, yeah. <laughs> you're, welcome to my world. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be your, your, your shoulder to cry on your, your support buddy through yes. the next four years of disappointment. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. It's like in the AFL, like Carlton choking, missing the finals. I cried. I basically cried and I've seen them win. a. have seen them win a premiership. I was eight years old, but I mean, I was eight, you, you know, fucking you, you think dinosaurs are real and you're going to grow up and be, you know, Michael Jackson. Like nothing's real back then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your, your childhood <laughs> dreams, are <laughs> Carlton winning the grand final. You didn't think that as a kid? He's seeing a real life dinosaur and growing up to be Michael Jackson. You, you,
0: you didn't think that as a kid? Like that wasn't a common thing? Is that an Australian I thing? Mean, I mean, thought,
1: I thought Michael Jackson was going to be real and that I'd grow up to be a dinosaur. That was mine. <laughs>
0: I wanted to be Michael Jackson riding a dinosaur while watching Carlton win a premiership. Standard childhood dream, you know? Like I still have that dream. Okay, Michael's gone now. Rest in peace. So I can still be Michael.
1: Um, <laughs> well, dinosaurs too. But you know what? DNA, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> the DNA. The new Jurassic World. <laughs> Where did <laughs> you come We have cloned from? <laughs> Michael Jackson. He's now the Indominus Jackson.
0: <laughs> and bingo, Michael Jackson DNA. <laughs> Thinking machines, supercomputers. <laughs> we just like a CD-ROM.
1: Like- <laughs> We crossed in some DNA of a frog and a cuttlefish, so he looks a little bit off.
0: What what else did you cross in him? It's classified and he comes out, <laughs> and he's singing purple rain.
1: <laughs> you crossed him with Prince? <laughs> what have you done? Why are, the, why are the rest of the Jackson five just locusts? What a disappointment. <laughs>
0: This is massive concert. Everyone's so excited. It's Michael Jackson. It's about fucking locusts. Like, <laughs> disappointing. You bring back the Jackson Five. They're only in it for five minutes. They're talking about sliding into your DMs. Like it's just it's not it's not what you and expected. Not
1: being, not being able to order a cappuccino. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not what you expected, right? Um, but yeah, look. Sad that Germany are out, but um, the one positive is, is that I don't have to get up at 2 a.m. to watch some of these games so I can just fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, also, before we talk about the soccer, I mean, obviously, the other big one, uh, Belgium, didn't make it through, which, bit of a shock. They were my uh, predicted finalists against Argentina, what? so my <laughs> predictions uh, did very well there. Um, and, yeah, on the other games, sort of that we, you know, Croatia making it through, yeah, uh, expected. Um Switzerland always make it through. We talk about their round of six minutes. I was so sad about Cameroon. Cameroon fucking beat Brazil. The first ever African nation to ever beat Brazil at a World Cup. And it wasn't enough for them to make it through. So uh, sad for them. But then in the uh, Group in Group H, uh, sad that Ghana didn't make it. But South Korea... They beat freaking Portugal, so um, like shades of two thousand and two. So entertaining. Last sort of a few games there to get through because I think majority of like the big teams got beaten in that final round, but no one seems to talk about because they're already through. France got beaten, you know. Obviously, Spain and Germany. Well, Spain got beaten. Uh, Germany didn't. But then, like, you know, you have Portugal and Brazil losing in the last round, but no one's really talking about that. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. um, did you catch any of those last sort of games at all? Or, like, uh, have any, you know, thoughts on the countries that snuck through in the end there? Because I don't think many people predicted South Korea to get out of that group.
1: Yeah, no, the last couple of days I uh, wasn't able to watch as much as I would have liked. Um, But I mean, I, I can't remember if any of us predicted South Korea. I think we, it was. Yeah, it was the, the, it was it was Noah. Noah's the one that did it. it <laughs> right. we did talk we did talk about oh maybe this is how we'll get Noah to watch. But uh, I, I don't I don't really have the perspective from not having followed the World Cup that much to know. But to me, it seemed like there were just a lot of upsets uh, in that last week. Mm-hmm. Is is that normal, or was this a little bit more than normal? Um...
0: Yes, and no. like I would say it's a little bit more than normal, but I think it, the, the reason why I don't know if it got as much attention is because generally like these upsets sort of happened in the games that didn't really mean much for the big nations. So, like, whereas the mm. Saudis beating Argentina was big news because that happened in the first game. Um, and I was like, oh, like, like, what's going on here? The, the fact that, like, France, Spain, you know, Brazil, Portugal got beaten by lesser nations. When I say lesser nations, generally on the FIFA rankings, like in terms of, like, mm. generally Cameroon are not beating Brazil in the game of soccer. I think it just, it wasn't a big of a deal because Brazil were already in, yeah, you know, like France were already in. I mean, France rested half their team. So, like, it's kind of that level of, well, does it really matter? So, to answer your question, like, it's not usual, but I just don't think it got the attention it would. If this was the first round of matches, we'd all be going, like, holy fuck balls. Like, what's this World Mm. Cup going to be? Because it was all the the final round where they kind of didn't really mean a lot, it didn't really get that attention.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, I concur. <laughs> but like just obviously Australia, you know, go out 2-1 to Argentina. As we talked about last week, you know, I don't think realistically any of us thought it was going to happen. But I think the, the great thing about that and you sort of mentioned that are Australia angry. No one's no one's angry. No one's like 16 years ago when we made it out of that group stage and we lost Italy 1-0, like you realistically would think, well, that's to be expected. We're going to lose Italy but we were shitty because of the circumstances, because of the late penalty. It wasn't a penalty. Like it just angry to this day. Whereas this one, no one's angry. It's, you know, we're up against Messi and Argentina, the favorites. And, you know, we go down to nothing. The, the Messi gets the first goal, an amazing goal. The second goal was sort of a, an error by Ryan, which led to a goal, which you're like, Ugh. and then we get a goal late from Goodwin. It was given as an own goal, but it was Goodwin's goal. And then in the last like five minutes, we had two amazing opportunities that nearly equalize it. That would have exploded this country, I swear. Um, so I think that nobody here is, is disappointed in that. I, we're disappointed in the fact that we nearly got through and we put it up to Argentina. But I think that like the majority of the squad have come home. There was big people at the airport, like cheering them on. The majority of the Aussies are playing in our local league this weekend, the A league, get on board, go and watch it. Um, so yeah, I think from an Australian perspective, and I'm sure Jared would echo these sentiments. We're incredibly proud. They they went through further than nobody thought they would. And yeah, we're hopeful for moving forward. So I don't know if you saw the game or kind of I've watched much of highlights or anything along those lines.
1: Yeah, I mean that was the day where everybody in my house came down with COVID before I did. Uh it was oh, the soccer <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I was a little I was a little bit busy, but yes, I'm blaming Australia now for this. Um, I mean, I, I did see, uh, was it uh, US played before that? Yeah, the Dutch. Um, yep. yeah, you know, that one obviously again, didn't go, you know, quite as well for us, but, uh, I mean, it looks like you were at least a little bit closer to Argentina, which is that some consolation that it's Argentina and it's not a complete blowout. It's not a six to one. or well, four to
0: one. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I think that a lot of people thought it was a blow. I thought it'd be, I thought, I think I said we'd lose three nil. Um, and at, at one point it looked like we were going to, um, and you'd expect that, but, I think like, you know, Argentina definitely dominated the most of the game, but like it was just those last few minutes to have that hope when we get a goal and then there are two moments there that really look like we were going to score. And yeah, it's, it's that, it's that Aussie mentality. And I think Canada has a bit of that too, where it's like, you know, when it's in a sport or something that we know we're not fantastic at, but we Mm. put it up to the best in the world. Like this, like if, if we ever made the Olympics in hockey, men's hockey, and we lost 2-1 to Canada in the quarterfinals, like we'd be fucking proud as shit. We'd be like, yeah, yeah. like we 2 1 to Canada. Like, yeah, all right, look <laughs> at us go. If, if, if Canada in a game of World Cup cricket narrowly lose to Australia in a quarterfinal or a semi final, you're going to feel like, wow, well, we put it up to one of the best nations in the world. And that's what we did against Argentina.
1: It, like in mixed doubles curling, if you exactly. can even go head to head with Canada, let alone beat them. <laughs> can we just
0: on a tangent, let's book note what we're talking about soccer. Just talk about that. You hung out with Dean and Tarly during the week. I did. Yeah, I haven't even had a chance to talk had... to you about this. I know. I was
1: so <laughs> I dropped that in there because I forgot to mention it earlier. So soccer
0: yeah. we will come back to you briefly because I think we've covered most of it. But like this is an Olympics podcast. We should be talking about this as people would have seen on our socials. We shared a video of Dean and Tarly <laughs> thanking off the podium for existing, basically. That was done by Colin in person to so tell us the story about It was this.
1: yeah yeah I, I think it was uh, it was only a couple of days beforehand uh, they posted on like their team uh Instagram that there were there's this series that's going on. It's basically like a tournament in different cities. And uh the the next stop was Winnipeg. I'm like, oh Winnipeg. And then I look up where the venue is. I'm like, that's like 10 minute drive for me. You know, I I I should go to this. And I think you sort of mentioned it's like, well I'll shoot them a message. Maybe you can meet up with them, which I did. Um I met up with them uh, just before I guess they started practicing for that night. I unfortunately because everybody came down with COVID the next day, my plan was the I was going to go. Fault. <laughs> it's, it's, them. it's everybody else off the hook in the country. It's Dean and Tali. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I actually wanted to, you know, watch their games and everything, but I did meet up with them before. Um, I think it was on the Thursday or Friday. Uh, and they're, they're very cool, very, uh, energetic, very happy, very, um, uh, interested in talking about our, our show my life, Somebody's. you know, not just like, not, yeah, not just like ask us more questions about it. But yeah, I, I, I think I'd remember the friend I think they even mentioned like, oh yeah, you know, he kept wanting us to fit these quotes in <laughs> and then, and then they insisted. They're like, we fit our Dean at least insisted. It's like, I fit them in, but like, we don't know when the mic is on and when it's not on and everything. Um, but I, we got some fun stories from them, including, I, I, I think we, we actually talked about the world cup and everything. And uh, you know, what it was like here Are in they Canada. Watching? Uh, well he was following it not necessarily watching um but uh yeah he was didn't give a huge deal she didn't know <laughs> I, I did find out was a nice bit of trivia that apparently Dean does all the driving when they're ah. uh, overseas like in Canada and we had just had like uh we had come off of our first big I guess blizzard of the season and they had come in right on that. But uh she's like yeah I do I, she said I do none of the driving when we're over here. I'm a really bad driver. And I'm like, "Well, you're in luck cuz Canada is full of bad drivers. So you'll fit, right?" <laughs>
0: yeah, don't get on the road when you're driving. Did you get a photo with him? Like I thought you would have shared a photo. Like if you had gotten one and put it on your social. <laughs> I think
1: I did get a photo, yeah. You see, um, is it I going on the wall
0: didn't. behind you? I,
1: that, <laughs> <laughs> you know. I, I I took a couple, but yeah, it's, it's 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 again, everybody got covid the next day, so nothing goes I want to see it on the wall behind I, I got you to on, to your, come down, on
0: the wall of fame.
1: <laughs> it well, I told him. It'll be on it'll be on my wall, but uh Yeah. We, they basically said, Oh, why don't we go down to the ice? I'm sure it's fine down there. And, you know, they, they had like all the CTV logos and it wasn't being televised yet, but it was cool to actually be down there. Uh, And this is the first time I've ever been in a curling club since I was probably a teenager and, uh, you know, it's much colder than you expect than you even see on TV. Like, it's it's basically like stepping outside in Winnipeg winter uh, when you're down there on the ice.
0: It would have been fun, like, had we gotten a bit more prep behind it. We could have gotten you, like, curling with Dean and Tali or something like that. But did they win? Did they do uh, well? I didn't even see how they went on the weekend, to be honest.
1: Uh, I, d- I didn't get to see it either. And because and uh, the main thing is CTV was supposed to be covering it this past. But I think that maybe they're airing it this upcoming weekend and not right. last weekend. So I was trying not to look at it also, although I know I know who won it, but and it wasn't them. But um, he did give me uh, I, I asked the meatloaf question of them. Ah,
0: what's the answer? <laughs>
1: uh, well, I, I don't think the answer, but but Dean did tell me he's like, you're going to have to ask Ben next time you talk to him about. Meatloaf at the AFL Grand Final, yeah. which he said is like notorious oh, for yeah. like the worst performance in music history.
0: I I'll send you a link. Um, yeah, ever since he, I think it was 2011, he performed, um, and it has gone down in infamy. So literally every year when they get a like a halftime or a preseason pre-show act, depending what year they how they do it each year. Every year, it's like, oh, will they be better than Meatloaf? Will they be better than Meatloaf? (laughs) Yeah, Um, that's exactly what
1: he told me. Yeah,
0: but we had Robbie Williams this year, and he he did pretty well. And the the one that Meatloaf. Well, the one that set the opposite. So it's we've got a scale now. It's either Meatloaf or the Killers, uh, because the Killers did it about three, four, five years ago, and they were incredible. Um, so it's sort of, there's a scale of meatloaf versus the killers and Brian Adams did it the year before I went to the grand final He did 2015 and he was pretty good. And I'm sad I didn't see Brian Adams. The year I went, I was fucking sting. Um, so he was okay. He did like three songs. Hello, oh, I'm Sting. Bye-bye. Like, wow. Thanks, Sting. Um, so, but, um, that was a
1: song too. Hello, I'm Sting. Goodbye. <laughs> Hello,
0: I'm Sting. Goodbye. <laughs> um, but no, good, good to see that. I like that, uh, that you got to meet them because I, I, when I was in Melbourne working for Channel 7, um, sort of spoke to Dean when he flew back. Uh, from the Olympics and narrowly missed him. Then he came into the studios the weekend that they flew me back to fucking Hobart. Of course, when I missed out on meeting all the people,
1: this but is just like you inviting Jared out. Though we know the real thing is. Oh, sorry, I'm flying out right now. <laughs> I know, right?
0: Go. Still got this ticket to the game on Sunday, Jared. If you listen to this, <laughs> going by myself to fucking Campbelltown, mate. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, the Socceroos obviously. Uh, the big the big talking point now with the Socceroos is Graham Arnold. Will they keep him on as a coach? Uh, we have a history, I think, of never having kept a World Cup coach after a men's World Cup. Um, so he would be the first, I think, since the 80s during a qualifying campaign that we kept a coach on for a long time. So um, – and I think it's the, – the interesting, thing. I don't know how your coach is – I know your coach is very well received, obviously very successful with the women's mm-hmm. team and now very successful with the men's team. But, like, our coach, like, he – a lot of people didn't like him for a long period, did a lot of good stuff sort of with the junior, the you know the younger Socceroos and coached a club here in Australia to a lot of success, coached the Olympics last year and then sort of given the fact that we nearly didn't qualify, everyone was calling for his head. Like, sack Graham Arnold, he's terrible. Now he's like the greatest coach in the world. Like, we want him for the next 10 years. <laughs> like um, So I I say keep Graham Arnold, that's me.
1: What do you think, Colin? Should we well, keep Graham Arnold? <laughs> I mean, really, you, you had one what I would classify as bad game from what I can tell. And that's, that's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I don't think that it's, you know, necessarily, you don't have to look at, Oh, did we make it as far as we have ever made it? You know, or did we win the world well, cup? Did. You, 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 you won we, the world well, cup. No, yes, we, we, we made it as far right as we
0: made it. We've- <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, so
1: that's what you mean. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, you, just like we were talking about the Argentina game. I mean, you kept it close with on the best in the world. It's very similar with Canada. Like we talk about that Belgium game, you know, it was, it was. Belgium and we basically took it to them and probably should have won that.
0: I'm just waiting for the rep charge that Australia and Canada get. Yeah. To <laughs> get like, there is a rep charge in the world cup, right? Um, but no, you're right. And um, again, as we said, we weren't expected to go this far. We've got like two players that were playing in Europe right now. We've got majority of our team playing our local league in Australia, which is not a highly regarded league on the world stage. Um, so there's, there's some good signs moving forward. And I think that uh, we can all be happy with that, but Obviously, just quickly, the other round of sixteen matches going into the quarterfinals, and we'll look ahead. We've got some predictions, and I'll update on where we're at. Um, so yeah, the Netherlands sadly beat the US, but I mean that was a that was a no lose game for me personally because I like the Dutch. So um, obviously, I'm sad about the US. The thing that annoys me about this, and this is what is frustrating, and I don't know if this is an American media thing or if this is an outside American media thing because I only saw a few headlines in the states about this, but here in Australia, everyone's like America choke. You know, oh, embarrassing performance from the US. This is a team of like young guys who have basically are peaking in four years' time. The whole thing about Team USA was being like, they're good, but they're going to be amazing in four years' time. So this is kind of a test for them. So I think they did what everybody expected, got out of the group yep. and then went out. And like, from what I saw in America, it wasn't that negative. But I don't know why here in Australia, we're like, fucking America, they suck at soccer. Like, what?
1: Yeah, I mean, outside of Canadian media, I mean, I still have probably more exposure to American media than anything else, just because we have a lot of their TV channels and news and everything, and everything I saw going into this was that there weren't necessarily very high expectations Mm. this time around. It was sort of like, yeah, we're crossing our fingers, but... Um, so I, I yeah, it's that's just classic Australia oh, for Australia. you. Tall you know, meat, here. Meatloaf could have given the best performance of all time and it still would have been anybody but Meatloaf. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I'll send you the Meatloaf thing. You're like, Ben, that's really good. Why do you think it's not good yeah. <laughs> at all? Like, I don't understand, you Aussies. Like, what are you what are you doing? <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously then Argentina beat Australia, so we'll have one quarter. I think the quarters we've got are basically what we said last week, that you know we've got these big powerhouses should meet with the exception of one, and we'll get to that. So Netherlands will play Argentina. Japan, so sad for them to go out on penalties. Like, oh, they did so well. All did right. you see the scenes of them arriving back in Japan? How many people showed up to the no. airport? Oh my god, it was insane.
1: I, I mean that 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 game was t- to me incredible. And this is the funny thing: is that watching um uh, watching that how much the commentators at least our commentators were basically talking it down like this has been a terrible game for both teams but it's ending in an exciting fashion i'm like it was was it really terrible am i missing something
0: i didn't see uh, the whole thing but like I, I i when you finish your point but like i'd love to get your thoughts on penalties because a lot of people are anti-penalties i'm pro like I mean, penalties i like penalties
1: i'm not anti it at all in fact i was the only thing i was going to bring up them anti is calling it penalties like to, to <laughs> me this i don't even remember if we talked about this during the olympics but like the fact that in this sport, it's always identified as penalty kicks or whatever. Yes, it is the same thing as if you get a penalty kick. But to me, a penalty kick has to be preceded by a penalty. To me, this is like hockey. It's a shootout, you know, because yeah. nobody's gotten a penalty. It's just weird that it's still called penalties, even though it's a shootout. Because there's, a, it's going to be done exactly the same if there is a penalty during the game. During the game, this is a penalty after it's a shootout.
0: Y- you're right. I, I've never thought about it that way, to be honest. But I think it just comes down to that vocabulary that it's a penalty kick that you would get in a game so yeah i don't know there there are things like that in a lot of sports which you think like like one of the weird things like in afl is that like in a game of soccer if you get a foul and you point the direction the team's shooting towards right so like if canada are mm-hmm. fouled you'll point to the end they're shooting at so you know which direction it's going it's it's simple most sport logically will do that in afl they point the opposite direction so, like, if you get a free kick in AFL, they'll point the opposite direction to which you're scoring from to know which team has got the free kick. So, like, if you went to an AFL game with me and you will be like, ah, oh, Carlton didn't get a free kick, they're pointing the other direction. I'm like, no, we got the free kick, they're going the other. Like, it's it's weird, but we just accept it because I don't know
1: why. Like like the water <laughs> going backwards down the drain, you just got to do it differently. <laughs> all our
0: dollary-doos and all that kind of stuff. But um, Second consecutive World Cup, Croatia have gotten out of the uh, round of 16 on penalties. They did it against Denmark four years ago and then beat... Uh, Russia, we're allowed to mention them on penalties in the quarterfinals. So they they sneak out of there again. Uh, Brazil, 4-1 over South Korea, uh, dominant there. Uh, England, that was obvious. Yeah, England. Uh, this one, to me, honestly, a bit of a surprise. The fact that England did it so comfortably, 3-0. Uh, I thought Senegal were going to do a little bit better than that. But, uh, yes, yeah, so all the English are happy. Good for them. Coming home, all that bullshit. If I hear that one more time, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> France-Poland, 3-1 to be expected. Um, the other game on penalties, second consecutive World Cup, Spain have gone out in the round of 16 on penalties, but nil-nil, 3 nothing. Spain didn't even get a penalty at all. They missed all their penalties. And Morocco, get on board. Uh, for the fourth time in history at the World Cup, an African nation has gone through the quarterfinals after Cameroon, Senegal, and Ghana. So uh, uh, African nation never been past quarterfinals. So if they beat Portugal, history at a World Cup. And yeah, Portugal... Yeah, lazy. 6-1 against Switzerland. Um, Should have done better. Uh, The controversy around Cristiano Ronaldo, he was benched and we had Ramos getting the first hat-trick of the World Cup. But uh, yeah, Uh, your thoughts on any of those? Like, I mean, to be honest, it went to script really with the exception that Spain are out um, and Morocco beat Spain. But even then, Morocco have been pretty good this World Cup. So uh, not a huge, huge surprise. But any thoughts on those?
1: I just looked back over our predictions we had for that round. and (laughs) You got seven out of
0: eight. (laughs) I
1: I, yeah I did well. Senegal is one that all three of us picked though, Um, which uh, yeah obviously we're surprised by that. Um, Same thing with Morocco. I mean, to me that that, it was so weird. The commentators. said, "Did I pick England?"
0: Yeah, you. I mean, I can take the point off you if you want, but according to what I've written down, (laughs) you've picked England. You yeah. The only ones that we all picked were Portugal and Brazil. I knew all the other ones were Mm -hmm. different. So the only one you got wrong was you picked Poland. So ah. Yeah.
1: Well, there you go. I'm winning. You are. Um, although, are, well, are we, if we're adding up from the first. Yeah, I'll, from get the, the group I'll get to that. I'll get to
0: that. You're now. beating me now. Let's um, just say that.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but the same thing with uh, Morocco. I mean, it, maybe it's just the commentators here. Like, if there's, if it's if it's Thai game, it's certainly, like, so critical of the teams. It's like, well, it hasn't been a very good game. Exactly the same with Croatia and with Morocco. They were just knocking the teams but then you get the shootout or penalties or whatever, which uh, that's probably the most excited I've been, and and uh, outside of obviously Davy scoring, the most excited I've been during this World Cup was watching Morocco just take it one after the other after the other, and you know they're are fantastic goals too, and and you start to do the math, you're like, all right, so if they. Miss the next one. and then it's the same thing that whole spinning. okay. and then and then uh, if if they get one against them, I'm like doing all this math. I'm watching them completely glued to it. I mean, I, I'm one hundred percent team Morocco now for the rest of the World Cup because I'm hoping they go all the way. and okay.
0: one thing I'll just say too, like whether they're meant to be called penalties or shootouts or whatever it is, like I gotta say, soccer does it best. Like I, I no no disrespect to the, the sport of hockey. I hockey. I love it. you know I do. but a shootout is just it's not the same as soccer because it's so like, Generally in soccer, everyone gets the goals and it's tense. Whereas shootout, like, cause it's so like zigzaggy, like, Oh, like how's yeah. it going to go? It, it's not the same level of tension. I don't know how you mm-hmm. feel about a shootout versus a penalty shootout in different sports. Like not the same in hockey to me.
1: Um, I mean, I, I think there is more tension in soccer simply because there's more room for error on the goalies part. You know, mm. it, it comes, I mean, it, we saw that with one of the I think it was even the first Moroccan goal where uh, you know, basically the goalie dives one way, but the balls go in the other because he you have, there's guessing involved. Whereas in hockey, you definitely have to have the quick reflexes, but there's a lot more that could come down to, okay, well, even if I, you know, misjudge where the puck's going, my shoulder might get in the way. It might hit the crossbar or something like that.
0: Well, that's, yeah, I agree. And I think like we talked about during the Olympics last year, like in the field hockey, whereas when Australia lost a goal to Belgium, like the field field hockey have now kind of half and halved it. Like, field hockey used to be like soccer where it was just on the spot you stood still you had the shot whereas now they've kind of added that run up sort of like an ice hockey thing so i'm i I think like the standing still thing it adds more tension too because you've got the athlete they're standing they're like (sighs) deep breath in they've got to do it which way are they going whereas like hockey or field hockey when you've got a bit of a run or a skate up it's not the same
1: i mean the the, the whole run up or the skate up does build tension but i think it is just the fact that you have one kick, basically both the, the, the shooter and the goalie, yeah. you have one shot at this, you know, yeah. if you move a little bit in the wrong direction, that's it. There's not, there's no room for, Oh, I think he's going here and then I'm waiting for it and what, maybe reading how they're doing
0: it. What other sports have shootouts? I, I don't know if handball maybe would have a shootout. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, lacrosse, I, I, does lacrosse do a shootout for like a tie game? I,
1: I don't know. I was just thinking, I'm like, I would be for baseball doing you know, uh, some version of a shootout. So you don't have to have like they, 12 or 13 innings.
0: They, I mean, cricket in one of the versions of cricket, they do what's called a super over. So you basically get, each team gets an extra over whoever gets the most. Yeah. Like it's our version of it, but like AFL definitely doesn't do it. Rugby has like rugby league. Here has what's called golden point. It's like whoever's it's kind of like what they do in the NFL, right? Like you, you get the first mm. point wins. Um, yeah, but that's a good question. Like, why are the sports that do penalty shootouts? People are listening to this, let us know. Like, is, is it just and a soccer and a hockey thing? Like,
1: When did it start in World water Cup? Water polo. I mean, no, I, I I think, water
0: polo would do a shootout, wouldn't they?
1: Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen one go that far. I think um, water
0: polo. Well, they just a golden goal. I don't know if they, you know, first goal wins. Yeah.
1: Huh. But, like. In hockey, I, I can remember when the NHL decided they were going to bring this in. You know, it had already been done on, on like the world stage, mm-hmm. but the NHL bring it in. I don't know if this is the way it's always been done in soccer also.
0: Oh, here we go. Thank you, Wikipedia. Um, Association Football Soccer, yes. Cricket will cricket a bowl out. Field hockey. Gaelic games. Okay, so like Gaelic football, hurling, sports like that. Handball does do one. Ice hockey. Rugby union? What would you do in a rugby... I guess you'd do a kickoff or something. Water polo does, apparently. And American football for XFL does it. Oh,
1: uh, um, the, <laughs> <yeah>. the XFL. <laughs>
0: I also love here, other uses. The weakest link. <laughs> they <laughs> do a shootout in the weakest link. <laughs> often compared. Uh, the, well, it's technically in shooting. Is that always a shootout? Ah, no, bad. Uh, hang on, where's my button? Thank you. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> i haven't used that in a while i know it's
0: getting <laughs> dust on it what's happening um so okay so our quarterfinals yeah netherlands argentina croatia brazil england france morocco portugal so how that will work if uh the winner of netherlands argentina plays the winner of croatia brazil so we're on track for potentially an all south american argentina brazil semi oof that would that would be good um and then england france the winner of that will play the winner of morocco portugal so Basically, we've got two South American nations, one African nation, and five European nations. So that's Mm. where we're at right now. Um, Predictions-wise, we'll get to uh, predictions of what we'll predict for these, but update on where we're at. So after the group stage, uh, Colin, you were on nine points. I was on 12. Jared was on 14. So Jared, doing well. Then I went, I risked it to get the biscuit in the second round. Jared just played it safe and Colin, you were like, no, I'm doing it this way. Paid out for you well, because you got seven out of eight. Well done, Colin. <laughs> um, Jared got five out of eight. I got three out of eight. Woo! Um, I only got France, Portugal, and Brazil <laughs> right. Uh, so the current tally is Ben on fifteen, Colin on sixteen, and Jared on nineteen. Um. Oh, which, we got
1: some catching up to
0: do. It's interesting looking at the quarterfinal matchup, so if we go back to our original predictions of what we said at the very beginning of the world cup um jared and i have correctly and i'm not giving us points for this but like we our trajectory at that point led to a netherlands argentina quarterfinal so you initially said that there should be a netherlands mexican quarterfinal um, on the Brazilian part of it, we all predicted Brazil would be in this quarterfinal, but we all said it would be a Germany-Brazil quarterfinal. <laughs> um, and in the other part, so we all had England in the quarterfinal, but I, Jared and I had it as an England-Mexico final quarterfinal. You had it as an England-Argentina quarterfinal. And then in the Portugal one, I was the only one who said Portugal would be in this, but I said they'd be playing Belgium. And both you and Jared had it as a Spain-Uruguay quarter final. So, um, you know, not bad that we got some of those teams all the way. Now, Jared, not being here has given us his quarterfinal predictions, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I might need to change some of mine up here to really risk it to get some points here, but no, I'm going to, I'm going to well, keep mine. I think.
1: This, I was just thinking I'm like, this is the strategy. I'm like, I need three points to catch Jared. So do I go opposite of him for everything? Um, but I, I, I noticed with Jared's I'm like, it's funny. You said he played it safe. He's definitely, Played it safer. I would say played it smart with his predictions here. Actually, um, you
0: make a very solid point there, Colin. I'm cha- I'm going to do everything opposite Jared <laughs> because like I've only had one. I'm only seeing here. Well, I've you, got cause two you got one opposite, shot now. I've got two opposite Jared, so I've got two the same as Jared. So the two that I've got the same as Jared I'm changing. So um see, <laughs> I, I need see, to get to points. I was to
1: say, <laughs> I'm like I was debating do I want to go opposite Jared to beat Jared, but I'm like no, I'm going to play it safe and I'm just going to try to beat Ben. I just want to stay number 2.
0: I'm too far behind, I need to risk it. So all right, Netherlands <laughs> Argentina. Jared's gone for the Netherlands. I actually this is one of the ones that I legitimately have picked Argentina. They were my pick to win the whole tournament, so I'm gonna stick with that. Um who are you going for?
1: Yeah, I I I think I'm gonna go Argentina as well. Okay. Um it feels like Netherlands safer, but I'm gonna go Argentina.
0: Look, this is the one that I'm happy either way. Like uh you know, I'd much prefer the Netherlands from a from a heart standpoint, but I predicted Argentina to win and Australia have a good track record of making the round of 16 and whoever beats us in the round of 16 goes on to win. So, um, you know, there's that. The one time it happened. Um, Croatia, Brazil. Now, I originally picked Brazil like Jared did, but I've gone, nah, fuck it. I'm going Croatia because <laughs> I need the points. I don't think that will happen. I honestly do not think it will happen, but I need the points. So, um, yeah, but Croatia, I will say, made the quarterfinals twice in World Cup history, never lost a quarterfinal in the Men's World Cup. So there's a statistic for you.
1: See and my first instinct was that I wanted to go for Croatia but I I think that their their miracle or whatever their 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 run is sort of at an end here so I'm going to go Brazil.
0: All right, good. That's good for me. Thank you. Um probably the toughest. Well, Netherlands Argentina is a tough one, but this is maybe the toughest. England is it coming home versus the reigning champions France who if they were to win this, they would be the First defending champion to make a semi final since '98. Brazil won in '94, made the final in '98. So, um, yeah, that, there's a stat for you. It's been a while since a reigning champion has made it to the final four. So, uh, I initially had France because I do think France will win this and I want France to win this, but I've switched it because Jared's gone with France <laughs> while <bad? laughs> I've England here. Had to do it. Need the points. Who are you? This is a tough one.
1: I'm, yeah, I. I, I think also I thought about, okay, is this going to be England? But I'm, I'm taking the gamble on France.
0: Okay. I, I do love that all the English people in the office, as cocky and as they've been, I don't think I met a single English person in my office who was like, oh, absolutely, we're going to beat the French. <laughs> They're all like, oh, hey, no, this is where our cup will end. Oh, tallyho ho chaps. <laughs> uh, so uh, hopefully it's not coming home. Uh, and Morocco, Portugal, the quarterfinal, we all oh. knew was going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's fascinating because, like, we are on a path to have a Ronaldo-Messi final if things keep playing the way which everybody wants. That's, I think, the, the one we all want. But um, I've just gone with Morocco. Like, honestly, this mm-hmm. I, I had this as Morocco. I didn't change this up. This is one because I just – I needed to have that risky one. And I just – it's time for an African nation to make it through to the semis. Portugal have been good, but, like, it's not like Morocco are playing Brazil or Argentina here. And I just – I don't know. At Morocco, it's very close to Qatar, so they've got a very rabid fan base there, probably the loudest fans there now because of that yeah. how close they are. And just the how big this would be for an African nation to make a semifinal of a World Cup. I'm saying it, it's falling into line. I'm going with Morocco. You,
1: you, you literally just articulated every thought that I had. I mean, after seeing that last game, the fans that they had, and also just how the teams responded to that, um, the... The fact that they are the African nation that's left, I mean, th- this really has become a story. So I I feel like it is going to be Morocco. I feel like they they probably have the advantage. They have an advantage now that none of the other countries have.
0: It's always a case of every World Cup, generally why I went back and picked Qatar to make it through, because the hosts always do well. Russia had a run a few years ago, and I'm pretty good at Russia. The only one that never made it out was South Africa in 2010, but they, they missed out on goal difference. But what you had in 2010 was Ghana made the quarterfinals, should have made the semifinals if it wasn't for cheating Luis Suarez. So basically you still had that regional country that did well in that regional World Cup. So this is what we're seeing with Morocco. I realise Qatar's Asia, Morocco is Africa, but like Morocco is close to Qatar. So it's sort of a home World Cup. So you've kind of still got that home nation that is yeah. still doing well. So that's that's where it's Morocco. So again, Canada, four years' time, just saying. Um, so to go over that again, so Netherlands, Argentina, Colin and I have both gone for Argentina. Jared's gone for the Netherlands, Croatia, Brazil. I've gone for Croatia. Jared and Colin have gone for Brazil, England, France. I've gone for England. France has been p- poked. I'm a Kiwi now brew uh, from Colin and Jared. And Colin and I have gone for Morocco. Jared gone for Portugal. So uh, things could be changed up. So that would be a Netherlands. Uh, Jared would be a Netherlands, Brazil, final and then, okay, I'm not going through all that. People can work it out. Um, so next week we'll be back with the dogs. Um, we'll obviously just be talking about the semi-finals, and it will be our final preview because uh, it will be our second last episode of the World Cup next week, which, again, I'm excited because the one thing that I'll also be excited to talk about, and you'll hear it in the media, Colin, if you pay attention to it, is that you had the third place game. The two losing semi-finalists play off a third. I love the third place game. Everyone hates it. Yeah. Oh, the most pointless game. Why do we have it? I love it. Not only because I want there to be a third place, the third place playoff, ninety-nine percent of the time, is the most exciting game of the World Cup because you literally mm-hmm. have two countries who have lost the semis, are sad, but they just don't give a shit. So they usually go out and score like 10 goals each side and just they don't defend. It's kind of like an All-Stars game in like hockey or basketball where you, there's no there's no defense. Like it's just, it's pure shooting mm-hmm. and scoring. So we'll talk about that next week. But um, yeah.
1: I'm The third place game is where the the, the players play the way Ben predicts.
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, it's it's gone by quickly. But uh, yeah, in a week's time, we'll be talking up the World Cup final, Colin.
1: Yeah, it's even been strange the last couple of days not having anything yeah. on, and then looking at next week, we're gonna have like an entire week to go basically with nothing on. So that's that's, um, it's, I'm finding I'm finding I'm I'm having a hard time filling all my extra time on the side. Yes, all that free time I have. So. I
0: know. Uh, what, what what was that used to be like? I used to have all that free time, and now I'm working on that kind of stuff. So for for Aussies, for Aussies who are listening uh, to this, uh, so Croatia Brazil will be at two a.m tomorrow get up early uh and then 6 a.m if you want to get a bit better time netherlands argentina and sunday morning we've got morocco portugal at 2 a.m england france at 6 a.m so if my are correct colin you would have friday 9 a.m for winnipeg time and then friday 1 p.m for winnipeg time for the netherlands argentina croatia brazil and then saturday you would have that at 9 a.m for morocco portugal and england france you would have at 1 p.m on a saturday so, and if you're listening in other time zones, fucking Google it. I'm not your fucking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we care about Winnipeg and the East Coast of Australia right now on this show. That's um, where li-
1: all our listeners come from. <laughs> if,
0: if you're listening to us in Madagascar, I'm sorry, I don't have it for you. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you've got Google in Madagascar, like the lemurs and the, like, you know, David Schwimmer's a giraffe, isn't he? So, like, I'm sure he can use his hooves. Um, but in the meantime, like, subscribe, do all the fun stuff here. Find out your meatloaf song, which again, you don't get that joke until next year, but it's a good one. Don't worry. Um, and also in a couple of weeks' time after our World Cup coverage, we've got one more interview to close out the year, and you'll be going gobbledygook for it. Again, I'll just, <laughs> just say that you'll be going very gobbledygook for that interview. It's 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 amazing. Uh, Colin, thank you very much, and uh, get excited. How are the Leafs doing at the moment, by the way? I haven't really looked at the standings this week.
1: I I watched my first NHL game for the year. Uh, on Hockey net in Canada this past week and it was 3-3 with them in Tampa Bay and CBC decided not to cover overtime. Uh, so I don't <laughs> well, know.
0: <laughs> you don't know. Well, let's have a
1: quick... I think Tampa Bay ended up winning that one. Sneaky
0: look. Uh, well, you're currently sitting second in the Atlantic uh, in terms of the playoffs. So... Um you're there. Uh, oh, well, we are every year. Fourth overall in the entire league behind Boston, New Jersey, and Vegas as the top three teams in the league right now, as you do. Okay, good for them. Um, but we'll be back next week, hopefully with Jared, I don't want to stare at Colin for this whole time. And as always, shout out to the Birmingham Bull, um, all the other regular stuff that I can't remember about right now. Uh, thanks for listening Off the Podium, and remember to go left.